0: The Lord be with you. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. A leper came to Jesus, and kneeling down begged him, and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Such a beautiful and uh, profound, powerful passage. I want to make sure that we, um, you know, we, ha- we have perhaps the right sense of, of the way the scene unfolds and, uh, and get a good look at, at what it might mean for us. Um, you know, the, the, this is an extraordinary setup. Yeah, even just in, the, just in the first line of the thing, there's so much happening that, um, that we would not expect. Uh, to have happened, right? We just we heard that first reading. Did we hear that first reading? Yeah, it's so early. It's so early. How can you expect us to remember the first reading already? You know that was like two minutes ago already. Okay, this is a long time for us this morning. Yeah, we heard the first reading. All these all these laws that that govern uh, the activity of lepers, and uh, and I finally made sense out of what muffling the beard means. I mean, this is. This was plaguing me, you have, to, you have to think, okay? I'm very concerned about the treatment of beards, especially in the Scripture. But the, the muffling of the beard means that the face of the leper had to be covered from the nose down. Yeah? It, oh, does, it, does that sound extraordinary? I was just at the doctor last week, he said, he said where's your mask? <laughs> so, I, don't cover, I, don't, I don't carry one anymore, can you give me one? Do you have one, doctor? Please, can I have one? Can I borrow one of yours? Yeah, so we, we're used to that, okay? The leper is covering his—he's uh, covering his face uh, for for good reason, right? The, the idea is to not uh, spread the contagion of the skin disease, um, but also, um, you know, if there's if there's any if there's any sense that the skin disease is contracted, say as a punishment for God, then that guy's a sinner, and we need to keep him away from us, right? This is this is part of what goes into say the leprosy laws yeah but he's the, the leper has to stay outside the camp he's wearing torn clothes he's 50 paces away he has to cry out unclean, unclean okay so now that I've said all that, where do we see that in this passage? You don't you don't okay and just as you know Father Daniel entering a doctor's office without a mask was making <laughs> was making the physician's assistant uncomfortable. So the leper on the scene is, without crying out unclean and without muffling his beard and so on and so forth, is making everybody very, very uncomfortable, right? It's, now, I, I, uh, in my uh, weekly email, I circulated the, the scene from The Chosen. It gives, it gives some sense of that, even the, the uh, dramatic effect of the music, you know, because as soon as you hear the voice of the leper cry, then it's like that music that gets everybody on edge. You know, so you know, okay, now I have to be on edge. We don't, of course, we don't play that kind of music when we're proclaiming the scriptures, okay, maybe next week. But this is, this is you know, this is a tense, this is a very tense scene, okay? And everything that happens in, well, most of what happens in the scene, it cuts uh, against the grain of expectation. So it's a very awkward and uncomfortable scene, which is actually what makes it uh, beautiful and very powerful. So what does he do? He kneels down and begs him. He, he's kneeled down in front of him and begs him, right? So, he's not, he's not 50 paces away and the rest. If you wish you could make me clean. Okay, so his, his understanding of the power that is at work in Jesus, right? His understanding of Jesus' proclamation of the kingdom of God and his bringing it to life compels him to this action, right? So, he, he's not here at all concerned about custom, law, and the rest, He's simply going for what he knows Jesus has to offer, okay? This is, can we, can we think, perhaps you can, perhaps you can think of a time that you have sought Jesus with such boldness? I'm not sure, yeah? Because you have to think all, all the layers of uh, I don't, custom and, and law and the, and the rest that, that will prevent this man, right? All the layers of shame right all the layers of even perhaps abuse and the rest how he was treated and everything all all this stands in the way of him approaching Jesus and he does he does and even we get the sense that he's something of yeah he's a he's a he's a bold man Jesus might also see him as a, as a reckless man uh, I have comment on the on the manuscript tradition here that there there is an early version of the scriptures that says that Jesus didn't meet him with compassion he met him with indignation we don't know if it's indignation—the fact that this man is just gonna, you know, uh, he's just gonna ride on past all of the other laws and customs and the rest—but I think it's probably. I think it it probably stays in line with the with the story, which is to say that Jesus probably is, uh, has real um, indignation at the disorder that he encounters in the man, not the man himself, but the disorder that he encounters in the brokenness, right? That he is that he is suffering the disorder in God's creation. Jesus, realized, Jesus himself is, is agitated more than the man at what the man is suffering. Yeah, and, the, and all the many injustices that, that surround that. Yeah, Jesus, is, Jesus acts actually with indignity, right? He's, he's acting here, um, you know, with, with, uh, uh, with real disdain for for what, he's, for what he's encountering. Okay, I do will it. Now look, Jesus, we know because we have any number of accounts in the Scriptures, he can heal from afar. Right? So, Jesus, he can stand off, or he can tell the guy, you know, please, stay over there, because we're doing this kingdom of God movement thing, do you know, and you're really going to upset it. So, just hang out over there. I'm going to say the word, and you, okay. Not at all. Not at all, right? He says, moved with pity, and I actually prefer the pity, because the Greek word is one of my favorites yeah this this word is splanknitzomai the idea is that he's moved in his guts yeah you ever think you ever bring i have to say you have to you, you ever bring prayer to god you ever you ever come before jesus you're before jesus in prayer you're having your you know your daily heart to heart with jesus and and you think at some point he doesn't i don't know he doesn't really care he's not really moved totally the opposite totally the opposite here, right? Again, splank needs somebody. The idea that he's moved in his guts. He's, the compassion that he shows, the pity that he shows is this movement in his guts. He's like, I, yeah, he has to do something about this, right? So when we come heart to heart with God, the same, the same. He's moved in the very depths of his being uh, to, to do what it is we need to do in order to Effect, he, in order to affect the renewal that he needs to affect in us, he's moved in his guts uh, to do it. Okay, moved with pity, stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it. He touched him. You can imagine, look, I'm not, I really am not someone who likes to be touched, but I can, <laughs> I can, even I can dream of the touch of Jesus in this case, right? Because this man hasn't been touched for a long time. Quite the opposite, he's been untouched and even untouchable for a long time. He's not untouchable. You're not untouchable. You know, I'm not going to touch you, but you're not. You're not untouchable. Okay, <laughs> like I'm not untouchable. I don't want to be touched, but I'm not untouchable. You know, this is Jesus. Always, he's going to break down the barrier, and especially in the, in the conditions that that have us otherwise alienated and ostracized, and you know. Um, Uh, say out of sorts out of sorts in all the worst ways right cut off from the life of worship and the life of community okay all the many ways even that we experience that we're not untouchable because of jesus yeah we we're we're never found outside the camp without the possibility of re-entering because of jesus unless we think that's easy that's easy for him oh easy for him to affect Let's look at where this, where this all ends, okay? The man spread the report abroad, so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. Remember from the first reading, the leper has to stay where? Outside the camp, okay? Now Jesus remained outside in deserted places. So he's willing to do it. He's willing to touch. He's willing to restore, even though it costs him the plight, right? Even though he bears the burden, he's going to bear the burden for us. So again, all the more powerful, right? We're not untouchable. There's always a way back for us, and Jesus will suffer the thing, right? He'll suffer the penalty as we go. Yeah, so is it this is this is power for us? And at the end, what I want to say is this: you know, what Jesus is doing here. To, on the surface, seems like, um, I don't know, a, a distraction to the kingdom of God proclamation that he's making, not only with his words, but with his, with his life. Yeah. The idea, though, is that the kingdom of God proclamation uh, is as powerful as the, the renewal that he's affecting in people, that they might be able to enter fully the life of worship of God's chosen people, and the life of service so here the leper is restored he can worship the leper is restored he can turn over his whole heart and life to god in thankful praise and being restored he's able to serve him with everything he's got so now everything that that we need right all the all the ways that that we are are lepers Struggling, um, you know, with, without a cure for for our diseases, anything that prevents us from praising God with with full heart and and serving Him with everything we've got, Jesus is going to renew, with His healing touch. Right, He is He is going to renew us, and then we are to be about His work. So even though, and there are reasons why He tells the guy to not to not say anything. That that's like a. We'll have a four-hour discussion about that sometime. I'm not going to do it this morning. You're very welcome, okay? So <laughs> all that stuff is going on. But he's now, here and now, green-lighting us to do that work, to do what the leper did, go and spread it abroad. Yeah? So what we're supposed to see is here, look, the, the contagion of, of leprosy, the idea of the pollution of sin and death and uncleanness and unrest, is now crashing, in this story, is crashing on Jesus like a tidal wave. And he's standing up to it and pushing back and creating a tidal wave of his own, moving out in the other direction, a tidal wave of cleanness, of holiness, of praise, and the rest. It's it's a tidal wave of the grace of God. And it catches the one man up in it this day. It it needs, uh, you know, the many ways that we perpetrate injustice to, to Jesus. He's renewed us for his purposes, given us hearts that praise God and pour ourselves out in his service, and it's ours then to go make that a tidal wave over his entire creation.